Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Nuck If You Buck. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's, NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nuck If You Book, uh, brought to you by Hoopheads and hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, as always. Today, I'm coming at you solo, but we do have a full slate of games again, in addition to the backup point guard spot and Drew Holiday's contract extension to cover. That's right. Uh, as of recording this episode on uh, April 4th, uh, semi-breaking news uh, per the athletic Shamsarania. Milwaukee star guard Drew Holiday and the Bucks have agreed to a four-year maximum extension up to $160 million. Uh, obviously, $40 million average annual salary there on the extension with a player option for the fourth year. This is huge for the Milwaukee Bucks. Not the biggest surprise, maybe timing more than everything else. Um, but... This was clearly a no-brainer for the Bucks to do. Given our position, it would be absolutely foolish to to even uh, offer the chance for um, us to lose Drew Holiday in free agency. Clearly, we, we knew we were over a barrel once we traded all of that draft compensation for Drew. So for those thinking that, that this is a little bit uh, rich for his blood, one, I would assume you haven't watched uh, this, this week of games um, – but also, I just think that um, those who think that this may be an overpay, as Bleacher Report <laughs> obviously thinks it is, um, clearly is just ignoring all of the context here and, and is and is just reading it in a vacuum. Um, after all, it, it feels like feels like we got plenty of slander for not uh, offering Malcolm Brogdon his extension. Um but then for those people to still also criticize this Drew Holiday deal, I think they would be they would be massive hypocrites. And if anything else, uh, just contrarians to the case uh, for the sake of being a contrarian. You know, clearly it's a lot of money. 
Um, but I would certainly rather have Drew Holiday at his price point of $40 million versus uh, maintaining a Bledsoe or a George Hill at their individually more reasonable numbers. Um, and yeah, this is what it's all about. You have to... Um, you you know you you have to sacrifice your your salary cap flexibility and uh in order to get guys like this and and we couldn't be more happy to have Drew here there's there's no real way to spin it um no one's ever going to be feel comfortable giving anybody 40 million dollars a year unless you're like a Giannis Antetokounmpo or some someone in or around that same tier um but yeah, it's it's sim- it's similar to the reason why why we gave uh, Chris Middleton a, a contract extension. Obviously, Giannis has already signed on long term, but but things change, and we have seen player movement. and And what's the point of having a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo after all if we're not going to try and build the best roster around him when we're about as close uh, to a championship as we've been really since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Um. So yeah, I'm. I'm clearly sort of still live live reacting and working through this huge news as we speak but um but yeah I really I really can't see any other uh reasonable possibility here that would have that could have worked out better for the bucks so I'm happy for the bucks as we now have the utmost certainty of of having this core of guys around us for the long term uh, but also, I'm happy for Drew as he's. The more I've watched him, the more that I've that I've felt that he is clearly super underrated. We know that Chris Middleton has sort of held that title for years. He's obviously helped by the fact that he was a second round pick and and was in the G League for the longest time. So for him to to have somewhat of somewhat of a longer journey than Drew in order to get to these heights is is quite exceptional and jumps out at you more but but yeah Drew Holiday only having that one all-star appearance with the 76ers nearly a decade ago doesn't really tell the full story um, as far as how how amazing of a player he's been hit throughout his career obviously tough to get two all-stars out of a out out of a middling New Orleans team all those years and now now it, as he's if anything I mean, I don't even want to call him him a third option, especially after watching watching this week. I would say, um, in discussion with others, that that I I really see it more so as Giannis is the clear number one option, but then uh, Chris and Drew as the two as the two A two B, and even those two can kind of switch places uh, from time to time, especially this week with Drew. So, yeah, there's still so much to unpack here. It's still really fresh. I'm still working through. Uh, every single reason uh, why this is so great for the Bucks and why people could possibly think this is a loss for us. Um, you know, ig- ignoring the, the large dollar value in a vacuum because, you know, context is everything here. But yeah, we're, we're definitely, we're definitely going to discuss uh, this deal more in future episodes. Um, clearly there's, there's room to compare it to, uh, Eric Bledsoe's extension back years ago when he was when he was at his heights as a Milwaukee Buck when he got his extension for far less money. But Drew Holiday is much more proven in the playoffs than Eric Bledsoe. 
uh, was before. So so people shouldn't have that same concern. He does he does everything clearly better uh, than an Eric Bledsoe, and not not just not just doing everything that Eric Bledsoe does uh, better than Bledsoe, but also I think uh, the consensus is that is that if anything was overlooked in Drew Holiday's game, it was clearly clearly this the mind boggling uh, step back game that he has that still looks looks incredibly un- unnatural to me with the space that he covers on those step backs but but he proves it time time and time again by knocking those shots down um <laughs> so yeah that that's that's a bit of my scrambled live reaction to this to this Drew Holiday extension but but it's definitely a win for the Bucks you know, no one can convince me otherwise um and with that I think I think I'll begin our uh usual game breakdown here as i mentioned we do have a full slate of games uh unfortunately the first one we have to start out here with is uh the first battle since we last recorded against the clippers where they were without a paul george but stepping up in his absence was uh another than luke Kennard, who uh sunk four straight triples followed by a Mar- uh, marcus morris triple late in the fourth quarter to to really stab stab the bucks in the heart there um, ended up being uh, 105, 129 uh, Clippers, despite Giannis putting up a 32, six and three line with one block. With one block, ten of twenty one shooting from the field. Uh, that's a sub fifty percent that we wouldn't expect from Giannis. Although he did shoot two of five from three and ten of twelve from the line, he definitely missed missed some bunnies here, but um. Yeah, the Clippers really, really rose to the occasion without Paul George here. Mark uh, Marcus Morris, forget if I said Markeith earlier. Kawhi, Kennard, and Reggie Jackson all had over twenty points by the end of this one. Um, to go back to the top, the Bucks had um, Drew, Dante, Chris, Giannis, and Brooke as their starters. The Clippers in this case with. Uh, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard in place of Paul George, Kawhi, Marks Morris, and Anavitsa Zubac. Um, Giannis had two early threes uh, for the Bucks, um, And then uh, in contrast, Brooke also had two early fouls as he was, he was, he was dragged out further towards the perimeter uh, than usual in this one. The Clippers definitely have, have guys, uh, especially a Kawhi, but also, um, I guess a Luke Kennard in, in this case who can who can knock down mid rangers. Uh, so uh, that definitely didn't help uh, Brooks' case as he as he uh, yeah wasn't able to stay home as much as he normally would. Uh, but despite the early foul trouble from Brooke, Bucks went on a thirteen to zero run to close out the first. Uh, that included two Bucks steals and a Drew step back uh, three. Uh, first of many of this week, it was uh, 38 to 26 bucks after one. Drew with 12, 2, and 5. Kawhi with 8, 3, and 4. Um, but then that second quarter was was really rough as as the Bucks, or pardon me, the Clippers went on an 11 to 2 run without Kawhi Leonard at the beginning of the second quarter. Um, like I had mentioned, the Bucks weren't getting bad looks per se, but Giannis was 
was missing some bunnies as maybe he's well he is definitely still working back from that knee injury as we'll get more into later and and the Clippers really did never slow up from this point uh the Bucks showed definitely showed some fight at times but not nearly enough to take it home that run that 11-2 run continued to 18-4 uh, to 4 as Kawhi returned. Terrence Mann was another huge piece in this one for the Clippers, really leading the charge, um, attacking attacking the basket well with his length. Uh, just, yeah, going through most of the guards mashed up against him, obviously. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Drew wasn't on the court at all times in this one. And Drew also is known for uh, picking up more difficult assignments like Kawhi, whom he was against the majority of the time here. Uh, I heard, um, I, believe, I believe it was the Athletics' Dave DeFore who who uh, asked the question uh, whether or not uh, Lou Dort or Terrence Mann uh, were, uh, which one of those two was on a more uh, high-value uh, deal. I'd say Lou Dort's definitely... Um, you know he he has one he has one of the cheapest uh, contracts in the league, especially for a starting caliber player. So it'd be tough tough for me to say for sure that that man would overtake him there. But it's definitely a conversation, and that's a testament to to the potential that uh, man has and the production that he's shown so far. Marcus Morris also got teed up in the second quarter for arguing an out of bounds call following an offensive rebound, but Batum would would respond with a three. But Toom really had uh, a number of great plays in this one. Um, like uh, in the fourth quarter here, I'm 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 seeing he turned back the clock, turned back the back the clock a bit bit in quick succession. Uh, uh, having a transition block, my memory serves me right. It was on a on a Dante or Pat, one of those two. Uh, Rascals, and then he also had a putback dunk. Something I definitely wouldn't thought I would see from Nick Batum now with the Clippers, let alone in his Hornet days. Um, one of those two Giannis threes from the first first quarter came from the corner. I noted, but then, but then I also saw Drew Holiday kick it out to Giannis for a corner three that he that he, that he obviously missed. And um, I just put in my notes here: no thanks to that. That um, if we're if we're doing driving kicks, I definitely don't want Giannis. Uh, Giannis be the one spotting up from three. Um, but what what really killed the Bucks here more than well that second quarter is definitely a contender. But also in the third quarter, uh, the Bucks switched to a zone to try to try to throw different things at the Clippers as they were filling it up. But that that didn't slow the Clippers down at all as uh, Reggie Jackson got back to back threes. Um, in the third quarter, already with with uh, twenty points and four threes for him, and then Batum knocked down a three himself. So the zone was was clearly uh, ineffective against the Clippers. Uh, we also saw some Thanasis action here, which um, Thanasis obviously very improved um, from uh, what little we've seen of him before, but he did. Um, have a stretch here in the third where he had an offensive foul followed by an air ball three um, where Kawhi then responded on the offensive end with, with a, with a putback dunk. And then the brother, uh, the younger Antetokounmpo on the Bucks, Giannis had, had an offensive foul himself. Um, Bryn Forbes would hit a, hit a transition three 
uh, to close the third quarter, but that came just before uh, Patterson had a wide open uh, three that he sunk uh, uh, right near the bu- right near the buzzer uh, heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, Chris and Drew uh, early in the fourth uh, and late in the third were keeping it close for the Bucks, getting their getting to their spots and hitting uh, tough shots, being aggressive. Um, Drew Holiday after three quarters had 24 points uh, three rebounds and seven assists Kawhi would go into the fourth with 20 points 20 points seven rebounds seven assists um, doing everything out there for the Clippers and then and then yeah as I mentioned is is where is where we would get our string of uh, of a Batum block on one end and the put back on the other end and uh, Kennard's four consecutive threes and and one from Morris and then by two minutes remaining it was already the game was already clearly over as we got some Sam Merrill Jordan Wara and Axel Tupain action all at once and that was a wrap for the Bucks with their for their first contest of the week really disappointed to lose to the Clippers um, especially without Paul George here uh, as they get as they get their vengeance for that for that one uh that one exciting uh Sunday afternoon game about a month or so ago which I believe I dubbed uh at the time maybe the most the most fun I've had watching a Bucks game this year um but I suppose we can't win it all and and if we're and if and if we're going to lose to Luke Kennard hitting four straight threes then I guess we're going to have to live with that Luckily the Bucks would not go winless in Los Angeles this week uh, they coasted for a victory, really, over the Lakers and Andre Drummond's first start. Despite the Andre Drummond addition, uh, I heard um, on uh, the Athletic NBA show uh, they feature Chris Webber, whom I I do respect immensely, if nothing else, um, in response to all the slander that he gets for his for some of his broadcasting, um, but. All that said, and, and coming to Chris Webber's defense, he did he did say something about Andre Drummond being the key uh, to whoever wins the NBA championship. This was before he signed with the Lakers uh, on a buyout, and um, although I I do still believe that Drummond does have star talent and can have and can have a a real impact on on a on a title team in a limited role. Um, I think, I think that's just kind of, kind of an odd take to, to, to really, to really stick to with, with emphasis, especially since we haven't really seen Drummond on a successful team at all in his career. And we really, we've only seen him, uh, you know, casted to be, to be a star. So, so going, going out on a whim and saying, saying that, Saying that he might be a piece that des- decides the title, I think, was a little far fetched. But, anyways, obviously, in the absence of Davis and LeBron in this one, um, the Lakers would roll out a the starters of Dennis Schroeder, Catavius Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Markeith Morris, the other Morris twin, and Andre Drummond. Early on, speaking of all that Andre Drummond talk, Giannis would uh, stuff Drummond uh, at the cup, but then Schroeder and Morris would hit both of their first two threes, 
Uh, Lakers were really filling it up from beyond the arc in the first quarter, but it was really just that first quarter alone, as we'll get into. Brooke would baptize Montrez Harrell uh, right underneath the basket, putting uh, Harrell on a poster. Harrell really not that um, not that um, exceptionally uh, large for the center position, so it's not too shocking to see him be on the receiving end of a poster. Um but also, we we besides this week, apparently we we don't really see uh, Brooke get off the ground much himself. Um, despite all the uh, Drew Holiday defense uh, from before and more to come, to be sure, Drew Holiday didn't fumble the ball out of bounds twice in this one in quick quick succession. It was quite an odd sight to see, as as the. Lakers maintained a lead throughout this first quarter. Diakite, of all people, a little bit of Mamadi action, uh, would hit a contested three to close the first. Um, Bucks down 24 to 30. Drew Holiday with um, 11 Bucks points and Markeith Morris, of course, with nine points leading it for the Lakers on three threes. As I alluded to, the Bucks would claw back in this one and uh, not turn back, taking the lead at the 525 mark in the second quarter. Uh, led by Middleton doing well at uh, attacking the basket, spinning through a couple Lakers defenders. <clears throat> and then already by halftime, the Bucks would hold a uh, hold a 57-49 lead. Drew would tally up 16-5 and 3 to uh, Markeith Morris is 13-3-2. <clears throat> Drew making up for some of his uh some of his sloppy offense earlier, getting physical and uh using his active hands on defense to force a couple loose balls. Uh we'd also see kind of a soft flagrant one, I thought, called on a Dante DiVincenzo. It was uh it was Contavious Caldwell. Pope uh, driving to the cup in transition. Dante DiVincenzo, not far behind behind him, would would sort of sort of grab grab at his arm to make sure to make sure, of course, sending him to the line, um, but also not risking and not risking an and one for Contavious Caldwell Pope. Unfortunately, with Contavious having all of his his momentum going up to the basket, um, and Dante uh, holding him back in his traps, he would tracks he would fall. Um, slightly, hor- slightly horizontal, or yeah, horizontal parallel, uh, what have you, to the court. So it de- it definitely wasn't a soft fall for uh, for a Contavious Caldwell Pope, but I think it definitely was a basketball play. There wasn't any any contact to the head or anything like that that you would, that you would normally see as a straight uh, flagrant one call. But nonetheless, that's what Dante earned, and. We would later see a little bit of Giannis and Brent Forbes action, um, as we've every as we've grown to see um, this season. That little bit of two man game got Brent Forbes open for a corner three, and then Giannis would swat a uh, an Alex Caruso poster attempt uh, of all poster attempts. Um, but the Lakers would uh, would would keep it close. Still making our way to the fourth quarter here. Dante would be found in the dump, dunker spot for a cut and then and then follow that up with a three before we would get to 
the moment of the game and all honor to Kumbros all on the court at once. It was a really wholesome moment right before um, the the Knicks game starters of uh, Thanasis, uh, Merrill, Nwara, who else now? Uh, Diakite, Tupain, all all those guys would would get out there in garbage time. All under the Kumpros were out there. And the wholesome moment that I mentioned really came after the game as the three brothers uh, held each other in embrace in the surreal moment of all of all playing in the big leagues on the court together at once. But not so wholesome was was uh, Thanasis hit, hitting the mean step back over Kostas on Kumpo. Uh, another another bright flash uh, for the older Anadokumpo that we love to see, but but obviously a little bit of a cherry on top there for him doing it, doing it over his, over his brother as uh, some with, with uh, two brothers like myself. We, we love, we love to see that. It was a one twelve ninety seven bucks final here. Drew holiday leading the way here for the bucks. 28, 28, eight and six with four steals, a block 11 of 16, from the field, three of five on threes and three of four from the line. Giannis with 25, 10 and four with three blocks, eight of 13 from the field, uh, one of one on three and eight of 10 from the line. The The stats that showed the biggest disparity here were, uh, were the percentages in uh, uh, just overall field goal percentages. The Bucks uh, led 53 0.2% over the Lakers, 40.2%. And then in three-point percentage, uh, the Bucks also shot 50, 53% from, from three, but then the Lakers only shot 27.8%. After hitting eight of three in the first, or pardon me, eight of 13 in the first, uh, which was tied for the most in a quarter for the historic uh, Lakers franchise, um, looks like they, they only went on to hit two of, Two of twenty-six for the rest of the game, if I'm if I'm doing my math correctly there. And now that we are through our now that we're through our two our two LA battles of the week, I would like to share sentiment from our regular sponsors of Thrive Fantasy come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. They ask you to choose five out of 10 player props to build a lineup. This may be helpful for you if you're a little less obsessive than I am about the NBA similar to how I am as a casual with, with the NFL, admittedly. I still will t- tune in on, on Sunday action more times than not to watch the Packers and take part in fantasy, and I believe that alone that alone would provide me enough knowledge to be comfortable choosing 5 out of 10 player prop uh, options, even even though I'm not uh, quite as obsessive about the NFL as the NBA. Each, each prop uh, has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. You want to rack up the most points to win a share of the player prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $10.2 million in prizes since launching in 2018. And 
uh, committed uh, $50,000 uh, in prizes for just one uh, NFL week, week late in the season and thousands more since the return of the NBA season. To take advantage of this, use promo code Giannis. That's G-I-A-N-N-I-S when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or you may visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Now, later on in the week here, um, towards, the, towards the end of this road trip here, um, and away from... Uh, from uh, hot and sunny uh, Los Angeles, California, the Bucks would travel up to Portland to face the Trailblazers as Giannis puts up a season-high 47 points on the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, a familiar foe for him and someone who he's who he's definitely had success against before. He put up his a previous career-high 44 points on the Trailblazers long ago. That was the the famous game where he had the the steal and slam to seal it for the Bucks. Uh, Stealing it from C.J. McCollum, not long after the passing of his father, um, as he famously took the game ball and rode on it, that he had scored his his career high forty four points, got got the team the win, and that he did it for his father. The Bucks would have the usual suspects starting in this one against the Portland Trailblazers, facing up against uh, none other than Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Norman Powell, recently acquired by. Uh, by the Portland Trailblazers in exchange for uh, Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. I think a good order of business for both squads, if I'm being truthful. Uh, Bob Covington and Yusuf Nurkic together in the front court. Giannis would start uh, 11 of 5, or pardon me, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 1 block, 4 of 4 from the field, and 3 of 4 from the line in, in just his first 6 minutes of action. You'd see a... Uh, Big, big Bob Bobby Portis stripping uh, Damian Lillard and going coast to coast. Uh, you know, not 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 the, you know, not the usual uh, sight we'd see from from Bobby Portis, but but something we've grown to love, and uh, you know, should also know not to be too too surprised when he when he shows us these kind of kinds of flashes. And then uh, yet again here we would get a a uh, Drew Holiday uh, sidestep corner three to close the first quarter. 34-21 advantage Bucks. Damian Lillard with uh, 13 points. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, to Giannis's uh, 100% shooting from the field. Second quarter, uh, Norman Powell would knock down back-to-back threes, but then follow that with a uh, with an air ball early in the second quarter. Um, and then and then later on in in that quarter, uh, in in the closing of the half, Damian Lillard would blow by uh, Giannis. Uh, Giannis, of course, uh, sometimes a little too big for his own good and a little too aggressive on the perimeter to face up face up against some of the offensive uh, superstar guards like like Dame. Dame blowing by Giannis, uh, uh, leading to a wide open CJ McCollum uh, three. Um, to close the half, uh, Bucks were still up sixty to fifty-three. Still plenty of time to go in this one. Um, but then in the third quarter, we would see 
see a wonderful sequence of Giannis absolutely swatting CJ McCollum and then immediately uh, running in transition, uh, getting downhill as uh, Drew Holiday finds him uh, for the transition jam. Uh, Giannis and Dame each battling uh, for their teams in the uh, in the in the head-to-head matchup, um, rising to the occasion. Um, Giannis and Dame uh, finishing through traffic and hitting contested threes, respectively, between the two of them. Um, Drew Holiday would go at uh, Damian Lillard twice in a row in the post and then hit hit a couple tough jumpers um, also over uh, Mello and Simons there. So um, here's an exhibit. uh, Let's see. Let's call this exhibit somewhere between three and five of why Drew Holiday deserved his max extension just now. Um, after three quarters, the Bucks would would lead this one comfortably uh, 97 to seven, 97 to 73. Giannis Adetokounmpo with 38 points, nine rebounds, two assists to Dames, 31, four and five, each obviously with more than 30 after three quarters, showing, showing the intense battle between the two, even if they don't match up positionally. Um, as Giannis was going at Bob Covington a few times in the fourth quarter, um, as as Bob Cove himself, as I like to refer to him, knocks down another big three in the fourth. Covington was was really, I think, I think besides Damian Lillard, I think he was the only one who who shot um, above fifty percent from the field for the Blazers, as far as uh, some of their top scorers in this one. And then another big takeaway for me here, as it was a comfortable lead for the Bucks, and we'd see a little bit more bench action. I just thought it. I just uh, thought it was a nice sight to see having another having another point guard uh, off the bench who can run, pick and roll, and finish at the cup. Obviously, since giving up um, uh, DJ Augustine, as I forget, <laughs> I. I uh, missed it in my notes here uh, as to which game exactly was Jeff Teague's first for the Bucks, but I believe it was this one against the Portland uh, Trailblazers here as we as we officially um, signed Jeff Teague to that rest of the season uh, contract uh, following uh, his departure from the Orlando Magic and his trade there from the Boston Celtics. And then, um, in case I didn't mention it before, uh, 127, uh, 109 totals uh, at the final of this Bucks victory. Giannis, of course, with a season high, uh, 47 points, along with 12 rebounds and a couple assists. Damian Lillard would finish 32, 4, and 5. Um, you know, a typical Damian Lillard clip there, but from the looks of it, um, uh, only only had just just one point, just one out of his thirty two points in that fourth quarter for the Trailblazers, as as it was pretty much a wrap after that uh, after that twenty four point lead through the first three quarters. The Bucks uh, then would finish off the week uh, on a win here, even without Giannis Antetokounmpo, as he still is is dealing with uh, this nagging knee soreness. You know, knee soreness doesn't sound like sound like the biggest injury or something to be too concerned about with Giannis. I would say that this is just the Bucks being cautious, particularly on a back-to-back against a sub-500 team in the Sacramento Kings. But Drew Holiday, uh, 
really putting his stamp on this one as he had this entire week really but this was but this was the biggest performance of them all for Drew finishing with uh 33 points, 7 rebounds and 11 assists against the Kings and what ended up be be a close contest for the Bucks for the Bucks. The Bucks starters were uh uh Drew, Dante, Pat, Chris and Brooke in Giannis's absence uh facing off against the Kings uh Darren Fox, Oshkosh's own Tyrese Halliburton uh, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, and Rashawn Holmes. Drew Holiday would hit his first three shots for six points, and he would also stuff uh, Deer and Fox, who is one of the best best guards finishing at the rim. Certainly the the quickest once he gets downhill. But uh, Drew Drew go Drew goes way underneath us, way underneath a uh, screen to to cut off. Uh, De'Aaron at the rim where he wasn't expecting uh, Drew to come out of nowhere and just deny him. And then uh, Brooke Lopez, though, at this point through the first six minutes of the contest would have seven points leading it for the Bucks. And then off the bench, uh, Terrence Davis recently uh, acquired by the Raptors for really not much more than a second pick from what I remember. Really... uh, really questionable as as the uh the trade the trade at the time implied that they would be uh moving on from from Kyle Lowry and they needed the roster spots um given given that they um they got rid of a Terrence Davis and a Matt Thomas who are who are clear uh contributors and young prospects but um yeah Terrence Davis really really proving his worth eight straight points here for the for the Kings off the bench, we'd also see um, late, later on uh, once we get to the second quarter, we'd also see Broke Lopez spinning through traffic like we saw earlier in the weekend in and uh, Chris Middleton, but a little more uncharacteristically here, and Brooke showing a bit of his uh, his face up game from his Brooklyn days, spinning through traffic and then finishing with the jam, and then on the other side of the court he'd get get. Get the uh, huge block on a Delon right before uh, Rashawn Holmes would get the offensive rebound and put it back. At halftime, the Bucks would have slight lead as they did throughout all of this game of uh, sixty-one to fifty-seven. Drew Holiday already with twenty-one points, two assists to Terrence Davis's eleven points and three rebounds um, in the third quarter. There, the Kings would keep fighting. As uh, Harrison Barnes would hit a uh, corner three over Brook, and Heald would get a wide open look from three after a tip out from uh, Halliburton uh, to tie it. We'd also see uh, Thanasis Anadokounmpo with an acrobatic reverse layup from none other than Jeff Teague on the dish to close out the the third quarter. Bucks with a little bit more of a comfortable, but um, not great by any. By uh by any stretch, uh, eight point margin, uh, going into the fourth quarter, ninety nine to ninety one. Drew Holiday, twenty seven points, five rebounds, nine assists to De'Aaron Fox's, um, seventeen three and six. We we get ourselves a bit of Jordan Nawara action in this one more more than I would expect, but uh, that's all. That's also given the fact that we that we do still have uh have uh have a couple forwards missing. Obviously, in this one, Giannis, but also 
uh, a PJ Tucker. Bobby Portis obviously was back in that Portland Trailblazer game, if I hadn't mentioned before. Um, but yeah, Noir continues to be unconscious from three, especially for a rookie. Um, nailing one over De'Aaron Fox. Um, but then Terrence Davis, as he was having the game of his life, life here, uh, hits his fifth three in the face of Noara. Um, much uh, right, right now, much more known for for hitting those contested threes versus actually uh, versus actually contesting them himself on the other end. Speaking of which, Buddy Heald would also hit a huge contested three over Pat Connaughton before before having a put back dunk for the Kings on consecutive offensive possessions. Um, But then the hero of this one, again, in Drew Holiday, uh, would have back-to-back finishes uh, through traffic. Uh, Late with also a huge flex out from Drew Holiday after the first one and and letting out a scream, showing showing his emotion, as I had touched on on the previous episode here. Um, he, He appears to be be uh be a lot more stoic and poised uh normally in these contests for the bucks but but you can't help it when he's having having uh probably his best game of the season here and and showing up clutch for his team late um those those two finishes in the lane were uh were holiday's answers to a a 12 to 2 kings run Halliburton would then go on to strip Drew Holiday before going coast to coast to make it a three-point game, um, but it, it was it was a little too late in this one for the Kings as as they'd have no choice but to, but to force a couple bucks to the line where where uh, where Drew Dante Chris possibly others would um, part of me replace at least one of those with Pat Connaughton who definitely knocked down a couple free throws late for the Bucks. Um, there was a little bit of controversy with um, with Chris Middleton catching it uh, right in the corner, immediately doubled by two kings as as he appears to fall out of bounds. Whether whether or not he's pushed by um, by Kings players or not, uh, the Kings bench was definitely really worked up worked up by that. But it appeared that um, that one of the Bucks, whether it be Mike Budenholz or Chris or someone else, called a timeout before Chris fell out of bounds. Uh, 129 to 128, a narrow victory for the Bucks as as they knocked down a corner three at the buzzer, down by four. Drew Holiday, of course, finishing with uh, his full stat sheet of 33 points, seven rebounds, and 11 assists. Terrence Davis with a career night, 27 points, four rebounds and assist. Chris Middleton, in particular, kind of struggled in this one with. Um, you know, six, 16 points, uh, three rebounds, five assists, a couple steals. If I just stop there, it doesn't look too bad, but he did shoot four of 16 from the field, one of five from three. He knocked down all seven of his free throw attempts, which, which helped his case here, but we definitely would expect more from Chris, but that's why it is such a luxury to have someone like Drew Holiday in this one who can step up as that, as that clear, uh, 2A at times here. You know, as he did for plenty of years alongside Anthony Davis, similar mold to a Giannis Antetokounmpo. But although that team didn't have a ton of ton of success, you know, if if we're to compare those two rosters, it would be kind of like if you had uh, similar molds in Giannis and Anthony Davis. But um, but you know, have, having two guys like a like a like a Drew 
and a crit and a Chris Middleton. I would say, I would see, say near nearly uh, equates to the value of another of another superstar next to Giannis. I know that was that was some somewhat of the critique here was that was uh you know concern in paying Drew Holiday a superstar uh esque amount of dollars, but. Of course, when you're this clo- close to a championship, you really can't get too close. And also, Chris and Drew have some have some of the most underrated two way um, two way impacts uh, all across the league. And I think, at least, I'm hoping that people are are starting to realize that. As you know, I was just saying today that I, that I wish that I wish I could have noticed more of uh, what Drew Holiday brought to the table uh, when he was with. Um, the Pelicans all those years because as I've mentioned I think basically everyone that I've heard from about the Bucks did not uh, see this see this step back game from Drew Holiday but we're certainly glad to see it it's the offensive punch that we missed in last year's playoffs and something that that uh, that we that we trust that that Drew, Drew will bring in the postseason for us this year uh, as we were missing it before um Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I if I if I would do myself or the listeners uh, any more justice by pondering this pondering this Drew Holiday extension anymore. It's, I've already expressed that it's that's clearly and unequivocally a win for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I'll definitely be having conversations with other with others throughout this week to to gain gain their perspective. Uh, if, there, if there's anything else that I can articulate to the listeners later as to as to why this is such a great deal, and um, you know why we sh- why we should maybe look past uh, some of those big contract numbers because uh, at the at the end of the day it's 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 not about it's not about uh it's not about these players' salaries it's it's about it's about uh the kind of product that they put out there uh, on the court and. You know, even if it doesn't always show up in the box score like it did against the Kings here, although <laughs> this this past week has been the biggest tribute to to Drew Holiday's offensive game. Um, you know, Drew Drew Holiday doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be impacting the box score here uh, to have to have an enormous impact. Obviously, easily one of the top uh, defensive guards in the league. Especially when you you consider his ability to to guard up as as he's consistently been the one to guard the league's top or pardon me the opposition's not only top uh, guard but also top wing as as he was checking a Kawhi Leonard. This allows Giannis to play more of that free safety role uh, on defense. Uh, you know, at at times we'd like to see less of that if he's our, if he's our defensive player of the year, but. Um, but having a Drew Holiday next to him, um, and then of course also Chris Middleton on the perimeter with his size, and uh, then Brooke holding it down in the paint. Uh, I am, I am all for having that luxury of Giannis Antetokounmpo being that, being that free safety, and uh, you know, limit, limiting the opponent's uh, uh, tendencies to drive towards the basket. Lastly, in this one before. Uh, before we call it a day, I would just like to share um, 
A little bit more Bucks news, actually. Um, a little bit buried here, as um, given uh, Drew's contract contract extension. But according to a- uh, ESPN's Adrian Woj- Wojnarowski, Texas Tech has received permission and plans to interview uh, Darvin Ham um, at some point this past weekend. Could have likely happened already. Now that I'm I'm recording on a on a Sunday afternoon. Um, but. I would be incredibly happy for for Darwin Ham, albeit disappointed if he were to leave our benches. It's been it's been widely understood that that Darwin is one of the top candidates to to uh, to uh, be in contention for a head coaching role uh, in the NBA, and people people think that maybe he has he hasn't gotten the look that he deserves. Um. I mean, considering all this, all the success that the Bucks have had, um, you know, in these past couple regular seasons, ignoring the postseason, um, you know, it, it it definitely it definitely takes, uh, you know, it take it takes a it takes a uh, it takes a family to to raise such a good good bunch like this, especially with with the rapid improvement that this franchise has seen in the past few years. So, I definitely uh, I definitely uh, want to give. Darwin some credit there um, as many others throughout the league has uh, it'd also be a great story just like that of Jawan Howard returning to uh, University of Michigan uh, as uh, Ham would be uh, headed back to the school that he had led to um, that he had led them to their first uh, Sweet 16 um, in the uh, 1996 NCAA tournament so uh, that that would be a wonderful legacy for Darvin Ham to build there, um, but yeah, for selfish reasons, I hope I definitely hope that he sticks with the Bucks in this one. I will definitely be coming back in later episodes to share any other new developments or new thoughts or new perspectives along with this Drew Holiday extension. But that will uh, have to come on a later date. As, as I sort through these thoughts and ideas for you. But until then, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother. <laughs>